0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network.
1: Hey, it's Bilal Vakani, joined as ever by Daniel Shahori, my second favorite Daniel for the Express, or I probably should just rename it the Vakani Express, given that Braun has, I just realized, taken the Express name and ran with it. Um, But nevertheless, let's talk about SummerSlam. And uh, Daniel, I guess uh, we should have seen the big dog coming. is kind of how I'm going to title this thing.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So, no, how do you feel about it? I guess it was a nice surprise, but I think the way they were talking about it for so long, I was expecting something bigger, but it was fun.
1: Yeah, I just, there's no Alexa Bliss in this match with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt for the uh, WWE title. Uh, we, don't, we don't get retribution, despite them being teased twice right. in the lead up. I think the implication is that Roman is behind retribution, And they'll be able to tie that back, but in this case, he just did it himself. But then the other thing that jumps to my mind is, why the hell didn't Otis cash in? Yep, I I, I get the whole time. I I get you've got the shot of Roman with the title over his his arm, but Otis, could you ask for like all Otis has to do is wait for Roman to leave the ring. Referee's already there. Bronze out, Bray's out. Yep, he should be the champion, and I'm sure that will happen eventually. Um, but given how much we've seen sort of Roman interact with the fiend already and on this brand, uh, I'm, I'm much more up and he could have brought Tucker out there with him. He could have brought reinforcements and Mandy. So it wouldn't have just been him by himself. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed by that. Um, if this Roman thing is a retribution thing, I'd rather the retribution guys and girls came out with him to make it clear. Cause that storyline seems to never want to end. Um, you think
0: but Roman's I, the leader of retribution.
1: Right now, it's him or The Miz. Um, There's more more evidence to point to The Miz given uh, a couple of things. Him showing up late the last couple of weeks to help and him staying on commentary, I think, two, three weeks ago um, during an attack. There's, you know, or it's somebody from NXT. We know it's not Keith Lee because we know he's going to show up on Raw now. So I I can't imagine limitless Keith Lee will lead, you know, I, I just, I don't see it happening. Um, so yeah, that's another storyline, you know, SummerSlam overall, I guess let's, let's hit this before we get into the rest of the matches. I, I uh, you know, it's a very predictable card. You know, I look at this entire card. The only thing I didn't have was Randy Orton becoming uh, champion. The only thing you didn't have was Oscar getting both bells or Dominic Mysterio winning. Like this was among the most predictable cards in a while. Uh, but despite that, it was one of those shows that ended strong, started strong. So the overall taste that's left in my mouth is like this was an above average WWE show. It was fine.
0: It was fine. But nothing that um, yeah, was I don't know. Like what else? We'll go we'll go through hmm. it, but nothing else really jumped out at me for
1: Yeah, let's break it down. And maybe at the end we'll we'll sort of come back to and see how we feel. Like in terms of that bray, like we talked about, you know, sort of the post. You know, the match itself was good. You had Braun getting the box cutters and sort of cutting up the ring. You know, but Bray took advantage of that, and they went into the backstage area, and they fought there, and that was sort of it, and the red mood lighting was there. Certainly, these two guys have two of the best entrances in the Thunderdome, and I don't think that's any accident, given how prominently they featured on SmackDown. And, you know, as far as a Fiend match, they've not all been great. I thought this was not his best, but pretty good. You know, I think a year removed from last SummerSlam, where this guy felt like a revelation, I... I don't think he. I think he's a little overexposed now, but I think they've found a way to make this character still be interesting. He's not the hottest thing in wrestling, but I still think Bray is, or the Fiend, is a main event caliber guy. He doesn't feel out of place here. And, and Braun is as bland as he was, and as much as this was a heel versus heel match, you know, I give Braun credit. I think he did about as good a job as you could do with the material he was given here, which was, you know, kind of standard giant affair. So what happens
0: next Sunday? Triple threat?
1: That's, that's a very good question. Um, yeah, I'd say a triple threat, and I think, it's, I think you've got to move Otis into this picture now because this is kind of a triangle of these three guys who have been hovering around the title for a long time. And somehow with Braun and Bray, there was sort of that factor of Alexa where, okay, there's something else to be brought into this feud, and, and they can still do that. I sort of thought what we were going to get at Payback was going to be a mixed tag where Braun would have teamed with Nikki against Alexa as Sister Abigail and Bray. I don't think that's going to happen now with Roman. Uh, so, no. uh, yeah, I don't know how this goes. There's probably an, a, now an Alexa-Nikki feud that's sort of happening on, on the outside. And, yeah, maybe a triple threat. I think the triple threat is the, you know, the problem with Braun is as much as he's done an admirable job here, I don't think anyone's going to be too sad if he just falls off to the mid card or upper mid card and Bray no. and Roman continue with Otis. And, you know, you might get the triple threat of payback in a week, but I think ultimately those are the three guys we're going to talk about. And Braun Strowman is very much going to be a transitional champion, not unlike Keith Lee, as we just saw on NXT TakeOver last night.
0: It made him look pretty dumb in there at the end, cutting up the ring and for that to, be, to backfire on him.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know.
0: Roman murdered him.
1: Yeah. And you had uh, Alexa could have been a distraction for Braun. Uh, Retribution could have been a problem for him that Bray. That's
0: weird. There was no retribution.
1: Yeah. And again, that was something where they had a video package. They played it in the pre-show. They played the same package during the show. And it was sort of one of those things where they, uh, Roman has to be involved. I I just, I, I, you can't continue to have this stable and tease them, have Roman do this thing, which, you know, there's a lot of shieldy elements to what they're doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, okay. and, and I, I don't know. I, I hope that's the case because if, if Roman's not a part of it and if it is The Miz or it's someone else, they basically got cut from SummerSlam and given how much TV time they've gotten for whatever things they've been doing, that, that's a bit of a problem. Um, Good.
0: I think they should have just, if they, if, but if that is the plan, they should have had Retribution come out and have Roman come out as the leader. Like, just reveal that now.
1: Yeah, and I've heard some theories where they're trying to flush this out, and maybe the thought is, you know, that they're going to work in some NXT people. I-, I thought Tommaso Ciampa would be part of this, but he's apparently coming back to NXT next week. So I'd... He refuses to come up to Raw. Yeah, well, I, well, that's why you would never see it coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, D- Domin- Dominic Dijakovic seems to be a guy who's been away long enough that, you know, he would, f- despite the fact... No one in this group appears to be tall. So, obviously, Dijakovic would have to be the string puller, which is still an odd role for him. I, you but know,
0: I'm told these people aren't the real people. They're just, they're just decoys. No, I they're
1: know. Not be. I think it, it makes sense for a Miz or a Roman Reigns to be pulling the strings as disenfranchised talent. I, I, Dijakovic is not the brains of an operation. He is the brawn. Like, he's a very athletic Smart Braun, but I can't imagine him leading the stable. I, I just like he can be a lieutenant, maybe of this stable. Like you know, maybe he's developed as the guy beside The Miz or beside Roman Reigns, who was the inspiration for this new generation. Maybe that's the way to do it. Uh, but that's already getting more convoluted than it already is. Probably. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move into the WWE title match, which you and I were split on. I I really sincerely thought that we going to take Orton here. Uh, I am very happy that Drew kept the title. Uh, Shawn Michaels wasn't there. He had a live Zoom call as they entered, which was weird. I don't know why you wouldn't just pre tape it. It looked a little choppy. Um, We got enough Zoomers in the background. But, uh, you know, I I think the worst thing I could probably say about this match is I was probably 13 minutes behind on the show, and I watched most of this match at double speed. I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything because Order works so slow. And. This was a match where Drew McIntyre worked a Randy Orton match. It really felt yes. like, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to see nope. Randy Orton work a you know something like Drew and Brock Lesnar, something a little more upscale. But it seemed like Randy just you know he just called his shot, and they just they, they, they this was a formulaic Randy Orton match. And I, I don't know if I could have told you anything that happened in this match that you wouldn't see in any other Randy Orton match aside from the Claymore. It
0: was it, it, exactly you said it correctly and it, it's and uh, McIntyre is not the guy you want in a Randy Orton style match mm. you want a complete contrast so when because they because McIntyre is very similar to him mm. like especially when, when he's a heel he's he's pretty much models himself after that style so it they're very much the same and uh, it, it made for what it was.
1: Yeah, honestly, at this point, I'd rather see Drew face Jinder Mahal. Like, that's honestly <laughs> how. Like, the the where is he? J- J- if, he's on Raw. I don't. Know, I haven't seen him wrestle in a while, but Jinder is still on the Raw roster. I forgot
0: about because they teased him coming back and that he was gonna. This was going to be something at some point.
1: Yeah, like, uh, and maybe they're gonna skyrocket Keith Lee in this position. I'd be all for that, even though, sure. you know, you run the risk. Uh, Kevin Owens is floating around. We've already seen Seth Rollins. You know, this is where if a Dominic, and we'll get to that later, if he had won, uh, I don't imagine you put Dominic in that picture, but at least you could have put him in some crazy gauntlet and had an interesting storyline. And you could have let Dominic pick up some wins against, say, like an R-Truth and a a Kira Tozawa before getting crushed by, you know, Kevin Owens. Uh, And you could have had some fun. Yeah, I I don't know. We're probably going to get more of Randy Orton, at least at Payback. And um, – You know, uh, uh, I, yeah, they're in a – and the other problem was even if Fortin had won, they had already had him crush Kevin Owens, which would have been the next logical rivalry for him to do if he won, which he didn't even win. So maybe this retribution thing, if it's not Roman Reigns, maybe somebody from that group is good because they have tried to mess with McIntyre, um, and there's such a void – like, man, I am – you know, you could pluck a bo- – they've already done the Lashley-McIntyre thing – you know, like,
0: like maybe your prediction holds because maybe they're just going to do this next week. Yeah, we'll uh, find a reason to do a rematch and on tomorrow, and then next week this happens. What you what you thought was going to happen?
1: Yeah. Although, again, if you're going to go that way, why not have a Shawn Michaels involved? Or you know, almost I you know I almost wish if they're going to go that way, they almost are just in a screwy finish tonight because. At least there's a reason, but Drew got a very straight-up wrestling win over Randy Orton in a match he controlled. So I, I don't know how much more... like, Randy can always weave a story, but he can't really back it up with the match. I think that's inevitably what we get. Randy can tell an excellent, excellent story, and then he goes, in, he goes on cruise control in these matches. He goes on cruise control. He does a headlock. He does his stomps. He does his little DDT, his hanging DDT. It's all the same stuff we've seen a million times before. And, you know, I don't know. They're they're in a real – like Keith Lee is going to be such a a breath of fresh air. Uh, You put him against McIntyre. You put him against Apollo. You put him against MVP. You put him against Shelton Benjamin. You put him against Ricochet. You go down the list. There are a bunch of matches to do there. Um, But I think, you know, this is why I actually thought as much as Randy's not an interesting worker, the potential of him having the title – And the programs you could have done off that, and you could have given McIntyre a break and brought him back into this picture when you had fans, like real fans. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what they do. Uh, And unfortunately, it's probably going to be more of this. And they didn't really leave much of a reason to continue this, to be honest. So, Mm. uh, well, well, I'm going to blur the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship here for a few reasons. One, I actually thought this would have worked better as a triple threat, to be honest. But what we got instead was, you know, Asuka going against Bailey to start the show. Then about an hour later, we had Sasha versus uh, Asuka. And essentially what happened was, you know, they were both trying to help each other, I think fairly equally. And it worked the first time. Bailey defended her title. Asuka wisened up. They didn't really change the game plan. And it didn't seem like it was a lack of effort from Bailey, at least from what I could tell, which, again, narratively, I feel like I was almost thinking, oh, maybe Bailey's just not going to show up. Or maybe Bailey's going to get into a shouting match with the commentary team and not be there when Sasha needs her. But instead, it just was sort of the same thing, didn't work twice. And, you know, Sasha lost her title. And it sort of fits into what I thought would happen because they've telegraphed the feuds to come after, whether it's Baszler and Asuka on Raw. And then Naomi got the win on SmackDown. So after you do a sasha Bailey promo or before, You can plug in Naomi. She's already a ready-made number one contender that's proven. Uh, And I kind of, especially with Baszler, she's doing the Raw Underground thing. She really didn't need to call her shot on Raw. She didn't need to reiterate it on the pre-show. And, you know, I just, I'm glad they understand what they have in Shayna Baszler, finally. But you didn't need to do this. Like, you had the other two horsewomen on Raw Underground last week. That's enough. Shayna Baszler and the other two horsewomen kicking butt, that's good enough. You could have had Shayna Baszler come out on Raw and say exactly what she said this week, exactly what she said tonight on the pre-show, and set it up after the fact, um, or even just built the storyline of how her and Asuka have become a tag team and actually more legitimately put them over as title contenders for next Sunday, which I think is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think unfortunately, despite they, – they took the best programs they had going – and they telegraphed them entirely. And
0: they, they're about to come to an end. So is that, sorry, is that, do you know that for a fact that there's going to be that tag
1: match next week? So they, Sasha and Bailey have to defend their tag titles at Payback. Yes. They haven't said who the team is that's going to face them. Now, the team of Oscar and Baszler beat them on Raw. So that puts them head and shoulders above them. They sort of uh, mocked the Riot Squad, the Iconics, and... I'm fairly certain, and don't quote me on this. The Ride Squad lost to the Iconics last week, and we've seen the Iconics in triple thread variations with them. Uh, Nikki and Alexa are not a team right now. Man, no, you were
0: right. Your your first choice was, was correct. I, I forgot about the Raw win. That's definitely going to be those two.
1: Yeah, you could you could pull a team out of NXT. No, that's uh, that's
0: the right choice. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think that's the best thing. And look, I I think the. Because you you can see them going with Asuka and Baszler, have them just, you know, focus on the titles and Baszler being so brazen that she tells Asuka straight up, once I'm done with those titles, I'm coming for your title. Right. And then sort of have a mirror version of that with Sasha and Bailey. And I'm not too picky as to whether you do the Sasha and Bailey thing immediately after Payback or if you try to push it to Survivor Series and you let Naomi or someone else come in in between. Um, You know, to be fair, as much as I'll put over Naomi, and maybe we'll go right to Mandy Rose from here, Uh, I think Mandy's well-positioned to be in a title position now because she's about as over as any woman on the SmackDown roster. And if you want to try to get this... See, I I think the goal with Sasha and Bayley, realistically, if they can get that, whether it's to Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, or even WrestleMania, I don't think this company is capable of doing something better with their women than Sasha and Bailey. I just don't see that rivalry. Um, it's like Alexa, Nikki, mm, I just don't think it'll be as strong. It'll be very strong. Um, and, 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 you know, Baszler, Oscar, they're not going to have the patience for it to keep that going. They're going to burn that out in a few weeks and, you know, fall out of love with whoever doesn't have the title. So, uh, you know, I, I think they have to do what they can to try to stretch this out because yeah, you, you, how else are you going to put women in in a prominent position at WrestleMania? I think they've got a real problem. Uh, I,
0: there's too many shows in between. I don't think they're going to have that patience mm. for. Yeah. Even survivors, I I think that's next. I mean, after mm. after next Sunday,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when they lose the tag belts and they're, and they're now they're they're. I think that's the next thing that, they, that they're probably going to do. They certainly can't. They don't. They don't have. Uh, Anywhere near the patience to wait to Mania with that?
1: Yeah, but I think the other problem is if you look at that roster and say it's even let's just the Royal Rumble instead of Mania for argument's sake. Who do they like? Look at SmackDown. Mandy and Naomi are excellent, but have they been booked in a way that you can realistically see them as winning the SmackDown title from Bailey? I, I I don't Not know.
0: Yeah, Not I, in a month from now, maybe. Because yeah, that's how, how fast it moves. Naomi, yes, I think it'd be quick for Mandy, but uh, I don't even know if they're thinking like that. And don't aren't, don't they, aren't they about to? You're forgetting that they're mm-hmm. they're dangling a new draft sometime soon.
1: True, um, but then you know, well, you know, you look at the raw roster, and I don't know. After Baszler and Oscar, who again probably have their own thing going, who do you have that is really really ready? Um, You know, like last night on TakeOver, they have Rhea Ripley taking on, you know, facing up with uh, Gonzalez, who's green as a tree. You know, you have a person who was in WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair, and she's going to take on, you know, almost an enhancement talent at this point. I I don't know if I would put Raquel Gonzalez as much more than, you know, one of the greenest women beside Aliyah on the NXT roster. So, you know, you're in a tough situation. And look, uh, this is at a level where they may have to skyrocket an Io Shirai to win the Royal Rumble to give themselves somebody who can actually hold the spotlight there. Like, and, and that's sort of a breaking glass kind of thing where you have to deprive your NXT roster. But it's as you know, it's so deep with female talent that I think ultimately they're going to have to do what they did last year, which is draw from NXT. And to that point, Bianca Belair wasn't even on this show.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know where she's been recently. Yeah, she should have been with the
1: Street prop. So, so let's, let's go through Mandy and Sonia, and then let's head to the tag team titles here. Um, so, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary for Mandy and Sonia. You know, I think it given – fun. Yeah, no, I think they're both great. Uh, I think there's a little more work to do for Mandy. I think even that – You know, even the worm she did after the win was very unusual. It's still very athletic, but the technique – She certainly improved. Yeah. She's one of the most improved talents I've in recent years I've seen. Um, and, you know, it's going to be very sad to see Sonia go because there's an alternate universe where you do this match, you have the draft, you put one of them on each brand. And I think both of them had the potential to be future women's champions. And they put in a lot of reps, whether it's the first elimination chamber or the first tag team title match. Like These women have been, you know, the first Royal Rumble. They have been, you know they've been at a lot of the forefront for what they've been doing the last few years. So they're very proven. Uh and they're getting better and better. And in terms of the character, I think they're both there. You know, Mandy's over, Sonia's a good heel. You know, there's a little in-ring work to do with Mandy, but I think all of us will forgive it because she's a good character and she's got Otis and it seems to be the only thing Otis is doing is just hanging out with her. So, you know, they're in a good position where they have a lot of goodwill with Mandy and I I don't know how, like she may be near the top of what we're going to get out of her as an in-ring competitor. She's good. I don't know if she'll ever be great. So this is probably uh, the time to push her forward. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, is it good? Worked. Um, you know, Mandy had a little trouble with the table to that point. Um, but, you know, it's not something she's had in her arsenal for a long time. And I don't imagine uh, tables are going to keep her from excelling. Uh, all right. Uh, anything you want to add on that before I jump ahead? Sonia could uh, come back by the Rumble yeah I, th- I think that would be the best way uh and again as a, as a face yeah and i don't want to get too much into the personal stuff with her but you know yeah. she, she needs all this whatever time she needs i think the company's right. smart to give it to her um and yeah hope you know january's a long way away and uh, that would be perfect especially if you have fans back and man is right. like a number 30 entry that's um, right and she's at a level where i don't think anyone i'm uh, sure somebody would i don't think anyone would be too shocked if she came in late in a rumble and won it and that's what i'm think, saying yeah just send her right to the top. Uh, and how, how fitting would it be if Mandy was sitting there as champion at the time? You if know? she
0: was a heel champion at the time?
1: Well, I, yeah. I'm still thinking Mandy's a face. But you see what I'm saying. Like, Sonya wins well, the level. Well,
0: between now and then, mm-hmm. she's going to break uh, Otis's heart, turn into a super heel, and then Sonya comes back at the rubble.
1: Uh, it, it's, it's a good story.
0: He steals his briefcase cashes it in. Total heel and dumps him.
1: I, I, the only the – only, and it's a, it's a very, very good story. My only hesitation is she's already been a heel for so long. I think they've got to – like, you don't want to know, I know
0: that's a, coming with Otis.
1: I hope not. I, I really like them. And uh, I, I'd rather they more make a goofy mistake and she tells him to cash in at the wrong time and he doesn't cash in at the right time. And it just becomes a funny – like, I would love it if Otis's cash in was just the funniest cash in of all time where you know mandy's like this is your chance so-and-so's laid out and then otis is having a banana on his way to the ring and trips on the banana peel and then loses like something goofy like that and then they still are because I, I yeah i'm just hesitant to turn mandy especially he's
0: gonna give her the briefcase
1: yeah no then that would be yep. that would be sweet and especially if you know he does it moments before she cashes and in and then she's gonna
0: dump and then She's gonna win, and he's she's gonna dump him.
1: It, it, it does sound like a very Vince McMahon storyline. So yep. like, we can't we can't rule it out. Uh, I mentioned the street Profits taking on Angel Garza and Andrade uh, again. Bianca Belair, not even ringside. I it was so, weird. Not doing any. Like I could get it if she and Selena had a match before on the pre-show. That would have made a lot of sense. But to not have her as part of this, when she was arguably the best part of the storyline.
0: Especially with this woman poisoned her husband. Yeah. You're not going to be out there. <laughs> like, yeah, this you know.
1: woman who's a wrestler and interferes in matches. And at least it would have made Garza and Andrade seem more credible. That, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't have, you know, you have an extra person ringside and you still can't get the job done. Uh, more dissension here. Maybe a split coming for these guys. Um, I had sort of thought Andrade would be the face just given on how creepy Angel Garza is, but uh, that's not how WWE sees things. They seem to want to paint this guy as the face of this group because even in the pre-show, they had him with Schreiber backstage and he's like, oh, you're not Charlie Caruso. And then he still tried to give her a rose because that's just who he is. And it was Selena who sort of slapped the rose away. And he's still at the end of that pre-show interview, you know, said, oh, I'll see you later. And, I think in wWE got gu- eyes this heel who will hit on anything with a pulse that's the good guy that's the guy Vince McMahon likes <clears throat> and that's the guy he wants to push
0: so I think they do want to I think you're, and you and but they will turn him like he was uh, pretty good on NXT when he was but like he, he's a more natural babyface this guy he should be
1: yeah I, I guess in an old school way because he he used to do the thing where he would come out he would offer for people to like kiss some women. And, you know, he was elaborately ripping his pants off in matches. Um, Yeah. I, I, I'm, and and certainly there's a stronger bond with Andrade and Selena because he's the original. Um, And I will say there is something to be said for, you know, and we have this problem. um, Oh man, I'm going to, the name's going to escape me. The, yeah, actually, it was, wasn't it Angel Garza who got married on NXT? Yes. Yeah, so That's what I'm saying. We have this problem where we watch this guy get married on NXT or propose a total on NXT. Baby fit.
0: He proposed. It was a total, yeah, the, exactly.
1: And then he's managed by Selena Vega, and then he's hitting on Charlie Caruso, and he's hitting on the girl from The Bachelor, and he's hitting on the woman who's not Charlie Caruso. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, yeah, the, this guy, you know, it's like a split sequel. This guy's got so many personalities, it's, it's, it's all over the place. But, you know, I think, again, I thought Andrade was the face of this group. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't seem to be the face case. It seems like Garza is. And, you know what, the more I think about it, the more, like, he's done it before. Uh, And and maybe they will be smart enough for him to not be as stupid of a face and just be like, look, that's the woman I proposed to in NXT. This is who I really am. You know, I I rip my pants off and, and kiss your mother for fun because I'm a fun guy. Um, you know, I, I, I hope. I, I just, I don't think they're smart enough to really handle this character correctly. He's just sort of a walking contradiction because yep. they're all horn dogs. They but, all are. Yeah, like a bunch of old horn dogs at that. Um, the whole roster is a walking contradiction. Yeah, that's uh, brutal. So anyways, but the Street Profits won. Uh, I, even with the virtual fans, I'm, like they had the cups. I just, I, I expected the Street Profits to actually run through the virtual screens. I don't know why they didn't do more with them here. Uh, or mm-hmm. like be dropping sippy cups at the I don't know. I, this was, I, that,
0: that was a note for the whole night that more people didn't do things for the for that crowd.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the most was Seth Rollins, and it was just him sort of pretending everybody worshipped him. Um, but you know they Orton, move on. Yeah, yeah, and, and Orton for sure, and uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, a couple matches left here. Uh, it's funny I still have Hair versus Hair written down for Mandy. I think the only thing we haven't talked about, if I'm not oh a little bit Dominic and. Seth, before we get to the pre-show match, which is the least important match. Uh, Terrific. I don't think we're at all surprised how great Dominic Mysterio is. Uh, They brought in Ray's wife, Angie. Although I did obviously had a a funny thought. I'm like, Vicky Guerrero, while this is happening, is is working for AEW, which is interesting. Um, But no, this is great. You know, he told Ray before the match, don't interfere, stay out of the way. But ultimately, as buddy Murphy got more and more involved with this match, and the kendo sticks came out. Eventually, Ray tried to help. You know, essentially, they were going to blind Dominic. They were going yes. to give him the eye to gouge, and that was where Ray had to draw the line. And it was more so Murphy doing it than Rollins. I think that was effective. Uh, but Dominic came about as close as you can come to winning this match without winning it, um, which I think is a ringing endorsement. Because you know, I think Seth Rollins is regarded as one of the top guys on that Raw roster. So this wasn't as if Dominic, was, you know, it's very much like the Pat McAfee Adam Cole thing last night. Very impressive. It kind of fit the mold of that, except I think we've seen more of Dominic. Dominic, So it's not at, like we've seen him do a 619 to Brock Lesnar. So we know we can do it. Um, But but still great. I think the fans are really into this. Seth, as I mentioned, played off the fans well. Um, Kevin Owens had alluded to the fact he was going to speak to Aleister Black on Monday Night Raw. I almost think Aleister Black should have come out and tried to help here to plant some seeds.
0: I know, like nobody helped them.
1: Yeah, or Humberto Carrera
0: and it was like, but does he have no friends? He has no friends at this company.
1: Yeah, I, I, I you know, and
0: where was Jeff Hardy? Like, where was like, where's like his Where are these people?
1: Yeah, I, apparently Rey Mysterio burnt every bridge he had in the last few years. I, I don't know it, what happened. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, it was bizarre. And, and even you know, but then Seth is a guy who you know has a author of pain who's completely healthy, and he's not using him. So that's weird yeah. too. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So there's. This, you know, I, I don't know. It's a shame. But, anyways, good, good match. I think, you know, if you're looking at Dominic and Seth, I, I can't think of a better way to use these two at this moment. I think it worked well. Um, I don't know where they go from there, but I think it was well balanced. I'm gonna
0: pick Dominic, but uh, I think Seth was the right person to win.
1: Finally, I saved the worst for last. The pre-show match, and as soon as I saw, it was on the pre-show. I knew we were in trouble. Uh, Apollo Cruz taking on MVP. I missed this. You missed nothing. Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin were banned from ringside, but they came out for MVP's initial entrance and then went to the back. And, you know, same match we've seen before. Eventually Apollo hit the spinning powerbomb, got the win on MVP. Uh, It's pretty straightforward. So the good news is I don't think we're going to get the payback rematch. I legitimately think we are going to get Bobby Lashley uh, or maybe even Shelton Benjamin versus Apollo uh, at payback next week which I think Lashley. would be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'd take Shelton at this point, too. Um, oh, I'd be
0: happy for Shelton, but I think... You can do a double great. title match. Um, what are we doing with Lashley? We're not doing anything with him. Yeah, so, no, no. He,
1: he should have been in this match to begin with. MVP's there. I think they'd be a producer, is what he was hired the, to do. And then Keith Lee can go after Lashley. Oh, that would be amazing. So, that is what it is. Uh, there's not a lot I can add to that. Uh, any final thoughts? I think we hit all the matches there, Daniel. Not a heavy card. Uh, anything else stand out to you? Any other notes?
0: Uh, Again, just like the ending was, again, I'm waiting. I thought there'd be several things I didn't see coming. I guess, Mm -hmm. again, I I go back to the question. Was Roman Reigns enough to qualify that catchphrase that they've been pushing for a month?
1: Look, I I think the thing about Roman is none of us expected him back. So they had that going for them. Uh, They took something legitimate and used it to their favor, which I think was smart they 've got to i don 't think it 's enough for Roman to just come back and whether he 's heal or phasezen he heal Roman reigns is certainly tantalizing, but they 've got to do same with retribution they 've got to do same with alexa bliss there 's a lot of people who weren 't on this show that they have to do more with
0: i agree so yeah we 'll see i mean that was uh i guess I was still expecting a little bit more, but it was uh, uh, i wouldn 't because i uh, if if you 're right about that and they had revealed that tonight. You're, I wouldn't have saw that coming. I, did not, I didn't even think about him being a possible leader of retribution.
1: Yeah, and I think even in terms of surprises, you know, Otis' is cash and I don't know, you may have mentioned it to me, and I was probably thinking it as well, John Cena possibly showing up because there's reports he would come back. You know, there were certainly things that were possible. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think this worked, and I think obviously it was a main event spot. So if you're going to bring Roman back, it's a very good way to bring back Roman. Uh, somewhat ironic, this is happening on Renee Young's last night, as she will. I think it, you know, it's a whole other debate we had before, but I think she'll inevitably join AEW when she, sometime in the future, if she has the chance. Um, but yeah, I think all things considered, you know, on a on a weekend that had a lot of wrestling, you know, I think this was very good. Uh, I don't think it was a big drop off from Takeover, uh, which was excellent. Like, uh, well, okay, to that point, I. <laughs> Io Shirai and Dakota Kai did, you know, i just mention quickly, did a great job on TakeOver. Um, but I I wasn't as big on, say, Damian Priest winning the the uh, North American title or Balor and that- Thatcher who did this thrown together match. Um, so it might have been one of the few big four pay per views where the main roster really held their own against NXT because I think outside of that Cole McAfee match, which was, that might have been the match of the weekend across everything because. Pat McAfee, he doesn't just need to wrestle again. That guy should be a staple of NXT. That's how good he was. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I think
0: they found a star. That was a a pleasant surprise for them.
1: Yeah. That was
0: the, you won't see it coming, because uh, suddenly he's the darling of that show.
1: Yeah, no, he can speak. He can, some of the flips and some of the technique, like there is a backflip and a leap to the top rope that... You know, some guys who are wrestlers can't do those things. And this guy in two weeks, just out of this world. Um, and quickly, just before we only got, what, five minutes here? Uh, I, I will shout out the Dark Order thing with Cody. I didn't see that coming. And yeah, I uh, see that coming. certainly, you know, as much as I was skeptical about the Anna J thing, when she attacked Brandy, I was like, you know what? That's domination. That's, you know, you take out the entire Nightmare family. Like, look, they could have put Allie out there and crushed Allie too to make it complete. Um, but now we're, we're, we're you know I'm, I'm picking at Harris um, but that was a very strong episode of Dynamite and I do feel like if you made a decision not to watch Dynamite this week and on Thursday you tune it in you're like oh Cody's not the TNT champion and they shattered the belt you're gonna feel like you missed out so I give AEW a lot of credit they put forward one of their better shows uh geez, I would say of the year like that was a very good Dynamite you know going up against the takeover, mind you, but it was a very, very, very good dynamite.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the numbers will be
1: for that. Yeah, this is – I know NXT was around 800,000. I would presume – They were way up. Yeah, they they were up. But the thing I would preface is when when they first put NXT – and I think it was only an hour when they first had it on Wednesday over suits and AW hadn't had a chance. I think they had about a million viewers, a little over a million, 1.1 maybe uh, the first few weeks – so they've definitely lost. Uh, I'd say about twenty percent of their audience since AEW's come in permanently. I think that's twenty percent. They're not going to get back anytime soon. Now, over this disruption, maybe they can claw back at that a bit more. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll be very curious because that's a. There was a UFC card. There was NBA. Like you know, the Saturday was a lot more competitive than the Wednesday. So that's right. I would anticipate it's going to be very close. I would say about seven hundred thousand would be my guess for AEW. And then NXT probably did 800,000 if nothing else because of the time slot, because they didn't do anything on NXT on Wednesday. That was that promotable. That was that exciting. Um, I think they knew they were going in clean. So they just did the stuff they would normally do ahead of a takeover. Yep. So last two minutes, anything else, Daniel? No, my friend, it was uh, good to catch
0: up with you on this. And uh, you t- if the, if you feel the, the build, is worthy we'll do this again on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think we will do it for payback, if only to see how badly that goes by comparison and uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh that's Daniel Shahori. I'm Balvicani. I don't know why I pointed at you, because I'm too lazy to upload the video to this. So but if you if you're wondering, I did that and I'm wearing a wrestling purist uh, Cesaro shirt. And Dan's got some Brazil shirt, which I didn't ask him about. But uh I don't know, um ninety seconds, with anyway, the shirt.
0: Uh, my wife is Brazilian. So I got to support the wife. We've been watching a, uh, an Amazon show about the Brazilian soccer team called All or Nothing, which is a very good documentary series. And so because of that, I wore the shirt today.
1: See, that might be the most useful thing we brought up in the entire podcast, <laughs> and it was a yeah. throwaway. Thanks yeah. again. You can follow me up, BilalV87, on Twitter and Instagram, though. I don't really put anything on Instagram. Peace. Never Sleeps Network.